Hello and welcome to the Rinka Zone. This is a very special episode. We're finishing up Stephen Bach 2. It's over. Yeah, I know. Our and crack, we're all sad. We, we sucked all the dicks. Oh. We spent all our money. Maxed out our credit cards. No more crack. We're done. We have to wait until, uh, you know, something works out for us. Our, our binge is over. Uh-huh. I live in a box now, but it was worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, we're talking about Chilted. Chilted. I don't know the Chilted. Chilted. Chilled. There we go. I just heard Chilled it, so I should have known. Um, so that's the last episode of Steve Mom, and um, uh, we'll, we'll figure out, and we'll tell you later what kind of episodes we're going to be releasing after this, but I'm your co-host, Dylan, and there's some other people here. Are they? I am Max, um, and you know, if we were a sitcom, I would be that unwanted neighbor who's always coming over. Oh, that's, that's a good one, actually. Yeah, so you're Urkel? <laughs> uh, Urkel, Kimmy, Gibbler characters like that, yeah. Uh, I'm Sabath and uh, Bunga Kawa. Oh, best part of the episode, honestly. They killed me. Yeah, Sabath, <laughs> if we were Sukam, would be like the family dog. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with that. I can be the family dog. And uh, I'm Randy, and I am filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Randy is like the cute little kid. I am. I'm the, Dylan, I'm the naive. I'm the I'm the Olsen twins. From Dylan, Dylan, you're like Dylan. You're like the sassy teenage daughter. I actually, yeah, it works. That's, that's good. And then Evan is the nightmare fuel that ruins everything. Which Evan, is, who is, is not here now. Evan is Joey. And he, Evan, from Full House. <laughs> Evan actually, sadly, I, I, I got a text from Tori earlier. He overdosed a Chef Boyardee. <laughs> All right, let's call the time. Guy. It is, uh... Yeah. So, uh, before we started talking this episode, I just want to talk about just this whole episode as a whole before we get into the nitty-gritty. There's a new storyboard artist. Um, I didn't want to type and fuck up the noise of this podcast. I think her name is Lauren Zook. Remember correctly? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lauren I Zook. did now, not know that. Now, she has a, is a very... She, uh, it was when they were saying, we need storyboard artists, and I guess she got the job. And, like, this is her episode, and it was... So that was when she quit, that, right? Yeah. It, well, uh, I don't forget, but it, somebody was, a lot of people were saying, though, that uh, IGK, yeah, he's doing his own show now, IGQ, but no, so a lot of people were saying she was just going to do, like, a filler episode because they're not going to trust her with a big one. This was a fucking big one, but her tone is, like, entirely different, I think, than... It's really wild because, you know, I, um, I mean, I'm disappointed this episode, not, like, that it's a bad episode or anything, but uh, I was, you know, we make jokes, Steven Universe, haha, lighthearted descriptions, dark shit. I was really hoping it wouldn't be dark shit just because I needed, you know, like a pick me up at the end of all the intensity that Steven Bomb was. And this is just like such a huge goddamn depressant. Yeah. At the same time, oh, oh it's a like fascinating God. episode because, like, this is like really dark and really heavy while not actually going anywhere. But at the same time, like, the pacing of the jokes, like, just dropping one after the other constantly. Yeah. And, it's a, like these are definitely some of like the funniest jokes in the show. This yeah. one's a, a hilarious. It also though was like very, very intense and dark, but it managed to keep me light the entire time. Like I didn't, I didn't ever feel awful what was happening. I felt uncomfortable at times, but I thought it was interesting. It started right with intrigue right away, just like keeping it together. And or in the, the middle of the ocean, looking yeah. for Malachite. And all, all the dialogue, I think it doesn't, it doesn't feel pandering which we talked about this earlier it doesn't feel like they're trying to appeal to us but i'm not sure about lauren zook's life i don't know if she was a fan and then saw the storyboard job and took it or she just an animator is really good and a storyboard artist and got the job but it feels like it was 
more conscious of somebody who likes the show and then walked in. Like, they all love their show, but it feels like a very fresh voice that is like, oh, yeah, of course Garnet is going to do it. And, of course, Pearl's going to have that ridiculous dream, which is as ridiculous as it can be without being, like, too much. Like, it was a very – it's very well written. I just want to say props to her. That was great. And this is probably the be- way better than Steve Mom 1. This was an amazing five episodes. I would – um, I don't know that I'd say – I mean, I guess because here's the thing about Steve Mom 1 is that um, Steve and Bomb 1 – closed out the first season. I mean, I think I think I'd agree with you that generally speaking the quality of the five individual episodes like as a whole, yeah, but Stephen Bomb 1 did have the season 1 finale. Yeah, and, it was, and that's it was kind a, of a huge deal. It was a game changer, yeah. I'm just trying to look like, like um there's also the fact that Stephen Bomb came about like um this was not unique. Like Stephen Bomb 1 does, you know, like said it closed out season 1. It was really kind of like planned to do that. Uh, at least by Cartoon Network, while this is just like, oh, we're doing a week of new episodes for all our shows. And what show are they doing next week? Do they have one, or are they just going back to hiatus? I think it's a regular now? show. I think they're doing next week. Okay. Um, but I would say, like, I agree with that. But, you know, we talked about this earlier. Like, Jailbreak was an amazing, phenomenal episode, but it doesn't have yeah. a lot of rewatchability. And these episodes... I know, I'm the one who said it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I think <laughs> I'm these... saying if you're talking about, like, in the moment of the Stephen yeah, Bomb, Stephen Bomb 1 is definitely more exciting. It was more, more impactful, and it was more an exciting moment. I'm just saying the quality of the episodes, like, we're... Season 2, like, we had a few of the episodes at the beginning of Season 2 that were just Season 1 episodes that got shuffled around. So we haven't seen a, seen a ton of it, all things considered, if you look at the amount of episodes of Season 1 that we saw. But I'm really liking Stephen Universe Season 2. It really it's great, and these great five episodes, and even though it wasn't groundbreaking, they were all really important episodes, and a lot had been set up. So it wasn't; it didn't have the same feel. But I'm just saying this was this was good. I'm not disappointed at all, and uh, we should probably start talking about the episode. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about it in a better way. But uh, so, just first first comment I'll make is I don't get tired. I get results. My officially the favorite thing Pearl's ever said. <laughs> yeah, killed I'm, me. My my idea with the new season is that I'm personally enjoying it more than the first season. Um, and you were saying that the older ones, or uh, at least uh, Jailbreak, wasn't rewatchable, uh, or not very much. I I've only seen it multiple times when I was showing other people the other episode. But these ones, be it whether they go in nowhere or they go somewhere, uh, there's always so much that you can figure out inside of the episodes. And yeah, I could see myself watching these episodes again compared to the first season. Yeah, I've, I've watched. Uh, what was it? Uh, we need to talk like five or six times after we recorded our podcast. I just really fucking love that episode. That was so an amazing bad. episode. So good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, yeah. So many elements of it that are just so. Interesting I have to, to say, about. Like, this I will probably think... be my most watched episode right now. But behind that, I think I've watched Sworn to the Sword. Yeah, so many best times. That was amazing. Yeah, best episode. Best um, episode, Dylan. Yeah, best episode, man. Best episode, I'm on, I'm on board. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> Pearl's head is a flashlight. Never not funny. They're yeah. doing the kindergarten. So hilarious when she does that. And uh, Amos is correcting Pearl on like some science. It was great. Because the thing, if you think about it, um, is Amethyst reads books a lot. And she's more human culture oriented than Pearl. But I was thinking about this also. Steven, there discussion lately, and I don't know if we got into, we got into a little bit. I think that he's not human and he's not a gem, and he's starting. We talked about that on the last yeah. one. But yeah. Amethyst is the closest he has because she's a gem, but she's been raised in human society. So they're kind of the closest people like 
You know what I mean? I hope that relationship they address that a little bit. That it's like, oh, I get you. I understand this weird. Disconnect. I really, yeah, I definitely want more Stephen Amethyst. Than They're my favorite because we've been getting, you know, I remember around uh, the time Secret Team happened. Uh, you know, we had the big Stephen Garnet moment, and like, um, I was kind of satisfied. And since then, like, we've had kind of the Stephen Pearl moments are always there. Uh, the Stephen Garnet moments are like really constant. Stephen Amethyst moments, I feel like, are just the richest territory yeah. for an interpersonal dynamic between the two to be explored. Yeah, oh, like for sure. we really, we really haven't seen much of it since like a uh, Tiger Millionaire. Because um, even stuff like On the Run and Reformed, while they're episodes about Amethyst, they're episodes about Amethyst, yeah, not exactly. episodes about Amethyst and Steve. I agree, hundred percent. And I was gonna say Stephen's dream actually. Um, Garnet look or uh, Amethyst acts like her sister, which I think is appropriate because that's actually what the relationship would be much more like. Like yeah. a much older sister. I gotta say, so here's my big thing about this episode, and like this was just driving me up the goddamn wall. Like the whole time it was announced, I'm like, okay, what does this title mean? Like Chile, Chile. Ted. It's Chile, apparently Ted. a Norwegian Norwegian slash Danish translation of Chilling Time. Okay. Which okay, I see, just realized had a very messed up double meaning. Chilling time, well, as in, you know, time uh, to chill. But or it's a very horrifying... chilling time, and it was. Yeah, yeah. that's, <laughs> no, that's clever, that but way. I mean, the thing... I just okay, realized no. that. Okay, so, I mean, but that's kind of the funny thing. Okay, so it does have meaning, because what I was thinking is that um they took a page out of Teen Titans Go's book, which is just name an episode after a random as fuck throwaway line. Because, like, uh, in Teen Titans Go, what you'll get is, like, um, like, it's not that the titles don't relate to the episodes at all, but it's always just kind of, like, some random line. Like, uh, the episode Money Grandma is about George Washington, and they just refer to him as Money Grandma very briefly. The episode Mr. Butt, that's just, like, a throwaway nickname Blackfire has for Robin, and it's really, the episode's not about butts at all. Yeah. <laughs> Although I guess it, but that's such a weird way to name episodes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hilarious. Like it. So I thought that's what they were doing for this until Randy, you explained to me that Chili Teed does have meaning, and now I'm just like, well, fuck, that's yeah, well, kind of less fun. Well, I have a weird <laughs> thing though where it drives me fucking insane. Like the biggest pet peeve I think, where if a character said, like in The Walking Dead, for example, there's an episode where Rick actually says to the motherfuckers. We are the walking dead. And I literally cringed uh, and left the room. It uh, drives me insane. I can't handle it. Or when people say the episode name purposely. this one He might as well felt... have looked at the screen and gave everyone a wink. Yeah. But this one, though, <laughs> when Garnet said it, it didn't feel like she was saying, like, I'm saying the name of the episode. It felt like she was saying something naturally. Yeah, it felt like it was. It, it felt like a well, lame as, sitcom, like, yeah, sitcom catchphrase. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's like it didn't feel forced, but it, it didn't feel exactly like Max's thing. But it was kind of like a line of dialogue that was good that was picked. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I, on the sitcom thing, I think like Pearl, like when, it, you can't psychoanalyze it too much. I think because it's, it's almost impossible to actually analyze dreams in this cartoon. But that he uh, he sees Pearl as like overbearing mom. And he sees Amethyst as his sister, and he sees Garnet as, like, a cool mom-dad kind of thing, as a weird... Garnet is kind of, like, a role model for Steven to yeah. aspire yeah, to. Like, I'm not gonna... Say- 
I'm well, not going to cast a brother... ton of shit into it. Yeah. Well, like, the way she came in through the front door made it seem like she wasn't part of the family, but that does seem like reading too much into it. It feels to me like she was part of the family, but she was out doing awesome shit. Like, she's the cool I feel older like brother that's getting this laid episode, all the time. She's the cool this... older sibling that goes out and does cool stuff all the yeah. time. Well, I mean, I feel like Garnet's role is more like the cool best friend, like, in the sitcom terms, but um, I think Garnet, you can't read too much into it because this episode was just really heavy on the Garnet stuff, so they're just like, okay, yeah. what's, like, the funniest thing we can do with Garnet in this context? Yeah. Let's make them, let's make her the Fonz. She's definitively the Yeah, exactly. Player. Garnet is the Fonz. Well, the idea, I, the idea is that dreams are just weird, random stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, it, could, it could just not mean anything yeah. at all. Well, I was just saying the Amethyst thing and then the Pearl thing are mainly Which is about. why you, no one wants to hear them be explained. Yeah. Moving well, on. Like, yeah. The, oh, yeah, let's get, thing, nice Garnet, segue. One last thing, Garnet's <laughs> big anime eyes. Oh, yeah. But it's not big, big anime eyes. Those are just eyes. Garnet's those are actually just Garnet's normal eyes, but we're not used to seeing them for prolonged periods. Yeah, yeah. Those just, some extra, there was some extra anime Well, I there. think that was just the sunglasses. Yeah. It did remind me of some of the uh, the title cards that they've been drawing for some yeah. of the episodes. Especially Love Letters. It reminds yeah. me of Love Letters. Yeah, it looked just like that. And uh, oh, then uh, we get this. We get Nightmare Fuel Lapis out well, of nowhere. Oh my god. I've had, I've had a real dream like before. <laughs> yeah, when she starts pouring fucking water out of her face. Oh, that God, was... that gave me chills. Bouncing Lapis is like the greatest image the show has it, ever It was had. unsettling for a moment, and then it was beautiful. I loved it. It was just amazing. I, it was, I was horrified all the way that. through. I, I, would, I would use it as a, a desktop uh, wallpaper, honestly. I, I would. Yeah. I want like a fountain of that in the real world, just like a woman uh, yeah. with water coming out of her eyes and mouth. If I ever make billions, I'm gonna. Do one of those. <laughs> yeah, if I'm an eccentric billionaire, I'm going to commission that. Yeah. But I'll replace lapis with like Evan, and, I don't, and make the fountain poor Chef Boy RD. Yeah, no, no, I don't want anything relating to Evan in my that... dream mansion. Um, so I'm just, I'm just gonna make the fountain like Will Smith. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just pissing on liquid gold. Um, I was gonna say no. <laughs> one thing I, I really, like, really liked was um uh the sorry one second. It was that uh he said that dreams are fucking boring to listen to because it's something I want to tell people all the time when they're telling me about their dreams, but I never can. So hopefully this will like sink in for somebody and be like, no one cares that I was on a waffle roller coaster <laughs> no one gives a fuck like your own dreams are really interesting but no one cares about anyone else's so i like that little line in there i, mean, I think that cool. um i think dreams can be interesting sometimes if they like uh inspire you to do something like i'm not going to get into it but actually like a really cool dream about batman recently which is you know the only interesting dream ever yeah. uh and well no, no it's just like it's just like this thing which turned out to be like a really cool like visual metaphor for batman's madness and everything that's and cool like, yeah like i actually when i explain to people okay i'll just talk because i think this is actually genuinely interesting to talk about Let's it's see. just like batman in the batmobile chasing the joker um along like a long road and then like as the road goes on first it starts to have like some slight twists and turns that's turn to like fucking roller coaster loops and then like more roads running you know like parallel to it and intersecting and connecting until it's like this weird tunnel of twisting loop roads and crap and it's just like driving further and further into obsession like it's going deeper and deeper into madness and i'm like i actually want to see that in like a comic or yeah. play that as like a level in the arkham knight video game which drops tuesday yeah, and ten we nudge uh, nudge rock steady. Okay, we, we got, not, we got give us the promo wait, wait, money. That, that brings me exactly the point I think. I'm gonna have to go back to Pearl's dream for a second, but the fact that okay, Malachite <laughs> and Lapis, their dream communication 
That is not how fusions work. That is definitively, they are not two people inside of a weird space. Steven was dreaming and he was interpreting some language or some thoughts or feelings from them. And his brain was making up, a, the way you dream is you have a bunch of flashes of images <laughs> and thoughts. And when you wake up, you put all those into a, a story that makes cohesive sense to you. That's what a dream is. So I think when he dreamt about Lapis, what he really was feeling was Lapis being like, I can't hold on anymore. But the feeling of that, not her saying it. And then when he woke up, he realized all those visual metaphors were there, blah, blah, blah. Because it's television, we saw it happening in real time, sort of, as a weird little time skip at the time, if it makes any sense. But that's what I just wanted to say, is that I don't want people to think that this is how fusion works. In no way is it, it was all a visual metaphor. I, I mean, I have to disagree in that. I have to disagree in that, like... I don't think that that's literally... I don't think Steven literally went in there. I think that... Steven's dreamscape works as sort of a like Skype call where it's not like what you see is not like literally what's happening inside Malachite's head, but it's sort of like Steven and sort of like Steven's visually creating this world while he communicates no, that, with that, Lapis that, that, and that's Jasper. I, that's like what I just said. So yeah. yeah. No, no, well, I mean, it, more like, well, you said he's interpreting these signals, and I, I think it's lit- he's literally communicating with Lapis. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure they actually had actual, like, like words. I think I Lapis, stuff like, like, like when Lapis struggling. saw Steven, Lapis actually sees and hears Steven and vice versa, and Jasper actually saw and heard Steven and vice versa Are you versa saying, well. like, if, if we went inside of, like, Garnet's mind, you're not going to see... That's uh, my point, exactly. Hand-holding... Uh, you know, Ruby and Zapphire, that's that means, ex- like, skipping around. That's exactly it. And you might, if you're having a dream, you're connecting with them. But my point is that it's exactly words talking, but also, like, when Malachite turns into a big, scary monster, or he sees Malachite in the distance, so that's all, like, potentially Jasper or Lapis having that thought, and then he visually creates that. And he does... I, I just thought or it was like her hands, Yeah, like, yeah, sort of, but it's like her hands aren't literally... Like, part of her mind isn't physically in a place where she has her hands hold the chains and she's holding yeah. them up. Yeah. She's struggling and she's explaining that she's struggling and he yeah, makes an image imagery. for that. The yeah, imagery. so it's not... Okay, yeah. not okay I, mis- I misunderstood uh, and I thought you were just like... Stephen felt like that was what was happening to Malachi, no, so he no, dreamed no. it. Okay, now I understand. Saying, I mean, we were saying the of, same you know, thing. The I just first question, like, uh, I think the biggest thing, like, I I want to believe Stephen is directly communicating with uh, Lapis, but um, at the same time, I think he I can. Think you can make. I think. Well, here's my thing. I think you can make, and we are talking about like dreams and reinterpretation, all, but I think yeah. you can make a really strong argument for the idea he's not by how it just, like, keeps completely changing every single time. Like, the first time you just get that really weird fountain lapis image, which is just, the there might as well be words on the screen flashing, we mean blood, kids! Um, yeah. <laughs> but then the second time, it's just, like, lapis flowing there, and the third time you get, like, the really intricate world with the chains, and then lapis gets dragged under, and Jasper comes out. And it's like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know, maybe they'll address it. I feel like we're not going to see the dream communication again, even if it does, even if it is, like, a thing Steven can do. I just want because, like, I would like it be, to happen. I mean, it, it's... I don't know if I do or don't, honestly. I wonder, I wonder if they're ever going to show, probably, but if he's ever communicated with Amethyst in a dream and they just didn't realize it and they were just well, dreaming I mean, about each other. Well, no, the thing is, you you're kind of assuming... I don't think it's dream to dream communication. I think it's that. I think because what I think it is is like um, being in the fusion is kind of like 
enough for them of a state of detachment from the waking world the like oh, Steven's yeah. sleeping mind could reach out to I know, them. I believe entirely actually that makes sense. Yeah. Also, I was going to say Malachite is almost like unique fusion we've seen because they are not like right at the end. Lapis was like, "I am Malachite," is what you said. But before that, it's like they were two separate identities in one body, very distinctly, and forcing each other to be together, or Lapis forcing them to be together. So it's a very, very interesting thing because that's really not. We've seen like three types of fusion so far. We've seen Gar like recently, like we saw Garnet, uh, fucking talk to herself through her fusion. We saw her explain how fusion works. We saw Savani come back and the way love works. We saw Ro uh was it Quartz, Rainbow, and then now we saw the opposite of all in the force fusions. But this is like big fusion season bomb, I guess. But this one really showed that there is a way that this works that is not nearly as beautiful or grotesque. It's just violent. Well I in the beginning of the fusion she agreed. She she did it in, with the intention of, of holding her, but she agreed. The ones from um, when they returned to the kindergarten, they had no agreements. They were forced. Yeah, I, I have a big, I have a big announcement. Even C seventy three, if you're listening, this is going to be huge for you. I generally have been a, a big supporter of Lapis dying. I have been saying for a while, it makes sense. Now Lapis said, "I'm not." She said, "Let me do this for you," which was like a nice parallel. But she also said, "I want to protect the Earth." Like she didn't say. I fucking hate Jasper. This is her punishment. She legitimately wants to protect her. So, Wait, did she say that? Yep, yeah, she did. Specifically said that. Yeah. So now I don't. I don't agree with the idea of her being Crystal Gem. Maybe after a while, but I do agree with the idea of her being kind of another faction of like I'm Lapis. I hang out. Steven can come by. The 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 dream of it. I don't know if it's gonna happen. And Max came with you for a while that she would get a job to simulate the human life a little bit. But I think that when this all ends, I don't think Lapis is gonna die. I think that she is. The, motivation now to stick around and, and, and more validity sort of and she's more tragic now but in a way that i want to see her saved and i don't think her death would be that like relevant for that it'd be a lot better to have around so yeah i'm now supporting lapis not becoming crystal gem but becoming a earth protector eventually maybe yeah i, I gem, would never but... i never i never thought she should become a crystal because yeah. she's my she's like my favorite character i've drawn her the most same here yeah I like and being a more. crystal gem is picking a side in a war, and the big thing about Lapis is that she does not want any. She didn't want the side. With the war. Yeah, yeah, she seems like a civilian to me. Honestly, she doesn't seem like she was a warrior. She's just gonna leave and like go live in the ocean if she survives. Yeah, there was a theory I, I saw posted recently, and I just want to know if I misunderstood this or what you guys think. But that it was Lapis has a, was working for Blue Diamond because she has a blue diamond on her outfit. And if you, you can argue that her waistband kind of forms a diamond to get off, but the homeworld gems have yellow diamonds directly on their chest. So am I, miss, am I missing something, or is it really just that they're assuming that that pattern is a diamond? I think... Well, I think... Um, like you, yeah. I have... There was a theory I saw that, like, it's not that... It, it's not yellow diamond rules homeworld. It's there's the diamond authority, and, yeah. like, each... And, like, it's sort of Gurren Lagan-esque in that there are the four generals... There's pink diamond, there's white diamond, there's yellow diamond, and there's blue diamond. And I think yeah. that Jasper and Peridot are specifically um, under yellow diamond's control or, yeah. or rule. And Lapis at some point might have been one of um, uh, a follower blue of blue diamond. Because Pearl's spacesuit has a pink diamond on it. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I think Which adds, and adds to the Rose theory. theory. Yeah. <laughs> now, this one thing is when when uh, Rainbow Course happened, I was rewatching it recently, and 
her stomach thing wasn't a star. It was pot half star, half diamond. It was half diamond, so it's almost it's interesting that she doesn't force her. Because when you're making infusion, I think you pretty much can just choose how you're going to look to a point. It's well, like, I I mean, uh, to a point. I think if it did, I think if it did, then any fusion involving Pearl would take like ten years to complete. No, yeah, <laughs> I think Rose being there though, she would kind of trust Rose. Like it was a Rose fusion was very very interesting that that happened. I think the actual formation of the fusion and how it looks is just kind of a reflection, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, because uh, for me, it's just like I don't know. This whole thing, like, the, honestly, this episode just like so much happens here. Like, I've been you know sharing ideas and all, but this episode just does not make me want to talk. It really is just like I mean, because that's the funny thing. Like, we didn't have like a ton of heavy, horrible stuff happening this week. We had um. Sworn to the Sword, which, you know, was just like a really phenomenal start. Uh, which episode was after Sworn to the Sword? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ronaldo's documentary, yep. Rising Tides, Crash the Skies, which was just kind of, you know. Uh, and, uh, I like it, it's, but I get why people don't like it. If you don't like Ronaldo, I, think, I mean, I do. I, lo- I, I do personally like Ronaldo, I so I enjoy the episode. Yeah. If you don't like Ronaldo, it's not going to be very polarizing on that factor. You I mean, I'm just like saying, him. you know, like, um, we had three, you know, in different ways, very intense episodes, and then. Chilatid comes along and it's just like it blows everything out of yeah, the water. I just, I just really kind of because you know here's my big thing. Like I saw somebody uh, complaining immediately after the episode aired. Like uh, now we're gonna go on a hiatus, and uh, you know when we come back, it's gonna be something. And this is like a direct quote. They said something and named like Stephen taking the gems, Connie's violin recital. That's so big. And I'm saying like that's. Because, you know, you get into the whole there's no such thing as filler, and all that, I'm not going to do that because I, you know, we reiterate that so much. But here's my thing, like, episodes like that are my Those favorites. Those are huge, yeah. The ones that are just, like, uh, the ones that... They're breathers. The I feel plot, like after yeah, all the, this, well, it's I'm that, winded. It's like, the plot-heavy episodes, I mean, for me, what makes plot-heavy episodes work is that they don't come around that often and the thing i love about the universe is that it doesn't focus on its plot yeah. most of the time and that most of the time it's just about characters and people and it's fun and so this episode i really appreciate that it had a ton of jokes but at the same time i really would have just liked you know something happy and sweet i'm like steven i like schmaltz yeah, yeah. Uh, well like it comes well, think about show. it like how they how they've already established that steven like the show Steven is the vessel or the the vehicle. I mean, um, you know everything that he he's experiences, what we show, experience. Yeah. But yeah. like, so it it works perfectly that he's the lens of the show, but also a kid because as he gets more involved with all the drama and and the fighting that's gonna eventually happen, yeah, that means that je- like that's supposed to mean that because he's the lens, the show is gonna become more serious as well because as he gets more involved with it and he has less time to have fun, it that's just what's gonna happen. But since he's a kid. There's always time to have fun. Yeah, so yeah. It works I mean, well. that's just that's just my big thing. Like, I'm hoping I don't know how long this hiatus is going to be. Probably, uh, you a know, month. hopefully not too long. Yeah, a month. We're going to announce it soon, according to IJQ. Well, I mean, well, here's what I'm saying: is like, I hope when Steven Universe comes back, we don't start on something big and plot heavy. We start on something like Steven and Natafa enter a contest together. I I have a few things I want to say. Like the first thing is just I'm not going to go on a whole filler rant, but I think the the reason why people have we, and we never actually released Max. You talking about it with the filler thing? I never actually said on an episode release 
why I think we'll have the whole filler issue. Yeah, no, that's right. That happened in Beach Party, yeah, so which we are we releasing we, we will that be releasing, today? No, not, this not with this one. I want to release it maybe in the next few weeks. Um, okay. But so basically, the my point here on this is, if you watch the show all at once, you're more susceptible to this. But it happens to people who've been watching since day one. But the thing is, if you binge watch it, or if you've been watching it on and off, and then you binge watch it, you don't look back and you don't remember Steven the Sword Fighter. You don't remember Island Adventure. You don't remember Keep Your City Weird. What you remember are like Jailbreak and On the Run. And what you think of is that this show is all about that because there are the moments that you're like, oh shit. But the thing is, the whole time, what you've been watching is another show which has been paced correctly and has slice of like moments and is beautiful at the time and just happy and nice. So, the idea of filler is really just a misconception of the show you're watching because that would imply that the show is acting different than usual and playing at bullshit. It never has done that. Arguably, you can say fucking Garnus Universe, you could argue, say Uncle, and you could have probably, I guess, argue um, rather than Kai Kai's But other than that, there's been more episodes in the show that don't deal with the Homer plot than there have been ones that do. So it's not a filler episode. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, I agree with you, you know, it's like people who think this show has filler fundamentally misunderstand yeah. what this show is about, and that the plot is kind of secondary to everything exactly. that's going on. I mean, I think for me, a the big show's thing about is Steven, like, uh, not homework. Exactly. Yeah, like, as a kid, you know, especially, I mean, I think it kind of shows sort of like the change, because we also see this stuff in, like, Adventure Time and a bunch of other shows going on now, you know, these kind of, like, extended plots over time, but I know that, you know, as a kid, like, um, all the shows I watched, like, almost none of them had plot. Like, Rugrats did yeah. not have an ongoing plot. <laughs> hey Arnold did not have an ongoing plot. Yeah. Like, um, only, like, the ones that were straight-up action cartoons they usually had an ongoing yeah. plot. Like, Showdown, yeah, like, Showdown like, or Jackie Chan Adventures oh, or something. Yeah. A thought yeah, just occurred yeah, to was, me. Like, but, yeah. like long, long arcs really only existed yeah, in I, I for a while. I say, like, two things. Like, one, I, I love the story of that came on. It's, like, two... I think that they weren't aware that Stephen Bomb was going to happen. Like, that is true. But that they, the way this episode worked is a perfect mesh of this is very much a sleepover and Rose having a ridiculous, or probably a ridiculous dream about Rose and hilarity. Ah. But it also is, there you go, there's Malachim, motherfucker. You got what you wanted. And if you didn't want something that heavy, this episode kind of isn't that heavy. It's a whole different episode. It's like Rising Tide Crash Skies, a whole different episode than any other episode. This one feels like an entirely different kind of episode than all the other ones. It's a very unique way of storytelling, and I fucking loved it. And the other thing I was just going to say with the Connie violin thing, I'm not going to go on for a while here, but you know it would be a great episode? Connie and Amethyst, like, planning a party for Steven. I want Connie and Amethyst to hang out. And they do. Well, Connie and Amethyst episode would be they would be because it's, yes. a, it's a classic thing of, like, her toning Amethyst down and Amethyst getting her to have a little bit of fun and steal cars or whatever. Oh, no, yeah, personally, I would uh, like... I would like a more human episode next time. Well, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I prefer the human episode. That's, that's why I'm bringing that up, one, though, because I, I like the idea. I want to explore the fact that Amethyst is human more, ideally with Steven being the focus of that and involving Connie, because then you have a real human, a half-human, and kind of a fake human, if that makes any sense. So I think that would be an interesting episode. I just think those three characters are very good representatives of what they are. And, yeah. And Greg? Yeah, Greg's a very interesting character because he kind of understands what the gems are kind of more than anybody I would like else. to see an episode that he's, he's an adult, centers on like Greg, but doesn't center on a flashback of Greg's life. Because flashback Greg's life 
Greg life episodes are great. Like, we need to talk and Story for Steven are both great. I would like to see an episode that kind of focuses on Greg, but in the now time. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. Because he's, um... he's, he's a fully grown adult yeah. human that has yeah. his own morals that also also experienced the gym. He, he you know, needs... That's more than anyone else on Earth can I claim. still see Poe saying that he looks like a mess or irresponsible or shitty. He owns Ooh. his own business in a town that's next to an ocean. People are washing their fucking cars every day up in that motherfucker. Like, he, he's owned this business for realistically a long time, considering that that house is fully built, and, you know, that was since uh, Rose was pregnant, it wasn't there. So he's, it, it didn't flop. He's got a business, and it's running, and he's entertaining. Maybe he's the one that's buying all that's of Steven's exactly food. What I that's think. what I've it's always thought. Always, he, buy, he built that house, he got plumbing up and... in that motherfucker, he did all that shit. And there's a, there's a, there's a detail from an episode that I want to point out. What, what is it? Uh, and the too many birthdays episode. Did you notice what outfit Steven wears when he's when he's uh, dressed up as a clown? He wears an oversized sleeveless white shirt, big bra- uh, big baggy blue pants, and bi- and uh, oversized blue sandals. What yeah, outfit does that? Stuff. That's Greg stuff. That means, and if that's a tra- and he says that that the clown thing is a tradition that's happened on every birthday. That means that every single birthday of Steven's life so far. Greg has done this hilarious little comedy yeah. bit, and he's helped celebrate Steven's and birthday got, every year of his life. And he got a little car. He's yeah. a great dad. People don't give him. I mean, respect. I think the thing he is, would always, know, yeah, he would always. Do baby talking about Greg, talking about Greg is like such a moot point because you know it's like the entire point of Greg is that he is all the trappings of a deadbeat dad, but is absolutely nothing like that. And I mean, we could talk about that, but there's really nothing more to say but that because it's so plainly obvious that he's heavily involved in his son's life and loves him, but that there are other guardians, so Greg doesn't spend all his time yeah, with him. I mean, it's like... I agree. Well, he needs to leave Steven treading... with the gyms because he, you know, Steven is part gym and he needs to control well, I, it. I, no I want to yeah, say there's one other thing on Greg and then get off that topic, I think. But just that, I like Steven Universe because like like Rose and Rose's scabbard, I under- learned how to understand why my sister and my girlfriend sometimes just cage up when they're, something happens or get embarrassed. And this last episode, uh, keep uh, not keeping it together. Um, we need to talk. I learned a shit ton about myself when I was younger, and it was very interesting to watch. And it, it, this show helps me learn shit. But one of the things that it inspires me is with Greg Universe that it's like you don't need to live. A, you don't need to have a lawn and mow it every week and a sedan and be a guy to be a responsible adult. Like you can have your own life that might be a little bit different than the norm. And it's a very inspiring thing, I think, to be like, yeah, Greg Universe, he did it. That's reasonable. That isn't crazy. He didn't inherit it. So, yeah, I don't. I think he's a good character for that reason. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, if we want to, let's, or, I think we kind of got a little bit derailed. Uh, there's, there's, there's still, like, a minute or two left of this episode that we haven't discussed, which is kind of, like, very end of Malachite and uh, kind of Garnet's reaction to everything that happened. I mean, I don't really know what there is to say, though. It's just like, because it I mean, the whole Malachite, the whole Malachite fusion thing is like really creepy, really freaky. Um, I mean, and then, but like Garnet's reaction is just like, uh, like, that's the thing. Garnet, you know, in this episode is great and mm-hmm. hilarious and I love her, but you know, she's also a lot of what she does is kind of, insubstantial like she recognizes like okay the gems all need to rest i'm gonna go you know make a token effort to like search for malachite one more time but i mean there's not really anything to say about it yeah, well, I, I would say that though is garnet is really the best mother because she understands certain emotional like reasoning thing like, or i don't want to say emotional intelligence because it drives me crazy but that 
Like, yeah. just, I said that word, and that's what I'm talking about, so I'm not going to repeat it. But the fact that she's like, yeah, Malachi's coming back, potentially, or some shit went down. Okay, go to bed. Or, like, the homeworld gems are coming, we're going to play cards. Because that kid is not, like, as much as he's a crystal gem, he's a fucking 12-year-old. Like, you have to shield him a little bit from the shit that's going on. Because it's not the usual, like, me and your dad are getting a divorce, or, like, you know, uh, your dad lost a job, and we have to move in with your grandma. Or some, like, weird, like, oh, what? It's not one of those kind of things. It's like, the world's going to end, and they're coming to hunt us. So you have to, like, protect that kid. And none of the other gems do that. They're like, no, let's get back out there. They don't really understand basic, not even just parenting, but, like, empathy. Which I think ties really well into um, the last episode. But, yeah, I, I think Garnet is the most uh, adjusted and aware of other people's needs, contextually. I mean, it's As like I've said in the do, last episode, because Garnet is perfectly content with her life. So she just dedicates it to making sure other people yeah. are happy. Wait, Max, what did yeah. you say? I said, like, when, whenever we get around the secret team, like, that's when I'll really get into it. Yeah. The Garnet, like yeah. secret team or serious Steven, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Where, how far into this video? I think we're pretty far. Oh, we're, we've recorded at least, like, I mean, between, like, aside about... cutoff, oh, we've recorded, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, all right. So, um, I just wanted to say, before Max gives his speech, uh, all right. we'll be um, releasing episodes with some guest hosts soon, and that's going to be cool. So, we're not just going off the air for the hiatus of... Please keep checking up on us or telling your friends. We've got some really interesting guest hosts coming up. Uh, you can find us at theringozone.com, uh, ringozonepodcast.tumblr.com, or soundcloud.com slash ringozone, or you can search for the ringozone on iTunes. And uh, Max, take it away, our leader. <clears throat> Listen up, everyone. The war is over. There are no winners here. There are no losers there is no victory to be celebrated because there's no such thing as a good war. But I would like to tell you a story of the final battle when I confronted Sugar herself. There I was, wrapped up in her 17 spiked tentacles, <laughs> the skin being laid for me. I thought it was the end. And all of a sudden, Lady Soldier Rhonda appears on the battlefield. Oh my god. She tackles Sugar, a bomb strapped to her chest, oh no, and cuts no. off the tentacles, allowing me to escape. Oh my god. It exploded. Sugar flew away, burnt down to a husk. Lady Soldier Rhonda's life was lost in the battle. Oh my god. She's with the Onyx Wizard now. Hooah. Hooah. Who uh, pray the on praise uh, the oh, wow. I'm honestly very invested in Rhonda. That was a beautiful story. I loved it. Story so, it yeah, actually happened. Monster, it, 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 it was the, real over the course of this past week. Um, Rhonda, let's see, what was it? First, she went, um, she went missing. Then we found her. She was hospitalized. Uh, her condition stabilized. It got worse. And then after the guerrilla warfare, she disappeared. And now she gave her life to save me. <laughs> I love you, Rhonda. I can't, I can't be the general I, anymore. I'm retiring. Yeah, I, so we have the official gemstone of our podcast, The Onyx Wizard, which, which you'll find out all about the history of soon. But I think, I think Rhonda, Rhonda shall be immortalized in this podcast as, as our, our like great universe, our human-related gem. She sacrificed her life. Sure. Well, yeah, whatever. She's with the Onyx Wizard now. 
Glory to the Onyx Wizard. Glory to Lady Soldier. Living in his beard. All right. So, uh, <laughs> do we have anything else to say? Are we good to go? Are we finished? Uh, I think that's final enough. Thoughts. Final, final thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. Anybody? I have lots. I want to go see Inside Out now. Go do okay, it. Bye. Uh, yeah. My final thought is I'm going to go back to shit. Yes, after seeing um, one horrifying experience inside somebody's mind, I want to see a happy experience inside someone's mind. Pixar is like the only thing that can pick me up right now. Yes, it's yeah. the so only source of happiness all that I gotta say, won't suffice. Uh, I liked uh, We Need to Talk Better Than Sword by the Sword. Hmm. You're a monster. This is why we don't let you speak yeah. ever. Uh, hmm. no. We have a muzzle on no. the top of by it. <laughs> all right, uh, I don't know right, which one it, scared me more, they, keeping it together yeah. or Chilateed. Uh, definitely, definitely Chilateed. Yeah, here you guys. I think it horrified me more because of Jasper. Holy Jesus Christ! That was I scary. think psychological horror is just a lot more powerful than like physical horror. I live, true, I live true. In psychological horror. I've been in mental hospital for being psychotic, so to me, it's just like Aaron. Hey, I've, I've yeah, well. There. To me, that's you and your crazy fucked up fusion. That was creepy. Seeing Garden Scared. Whatever. We need to get out of here so people can leave. Bye bye. We go love to, you. Go enjoy your movie. Oh, I'm going to the movies. Tell your friends about us. We love you. Mwah. Damn you, sugar.